What if someone you lost who had died returned? This episode of AfterBuzz TV is brought to you by the powerful and riveting new drama, Resurrection. You won't be able to stop watching or talking about it. Resurrection premiering on Sunday night, March 9th at 9, 8 central, only on ABC. You're not going to want to miss it. Mr. Langston, did your son go missing, sir? I have him. He's okay. My son died 32 years ago. What if someone you lost returned? Daddy! Honey, who is it? Jacob. I'm coming home. The television series event begins. You're not the only one. There's others. Resurrection. Series premieres Sunday, March 9th on ABC. You're listening to the AfterBuzz TV Network. Now the largest new media platform on the web and your number one source for after-show entertainment. From the AfterBuzz studios in Los Angeles, California, presented by Maria Menounos and streaming live thanks to Akamai Technologies, this is AfterBuzz TV's Lost Girl After Show. We'll break down tonight's episode and get you all the latest news and gossip. And now, another post-game wrap-up show for your favorite TV show. It's AfterBuzz TV's Lost Girl After Show. Hey there, Lost Girl fans, all you docubuses, all you wolfubuses. I don't know what they're called. I, I still don't know, what, don't know. I don't know what they're called. Uh, this is the Lost Girl After Show here on AfterBuzz TV. You're so excited. I, I can just tell. I can just tell it already. I'm excited. Through the internet. Yeah. You're excited, too. Of course I am. Yeah, we're talking about Season 4, Episode 8, Groundhog Fay. I am Matt Lieberman, and this is Yelte Eagle. Hello, everyone. Yeah. Um, before we get started, though, I, I just want to talk about a new series that's coming out on ABC. You just heard Maria talking about it a little bit, but I wanted to tell you about my excitement for it. It's called Resurrection. It's coming out on ABC this Sunday, March 9th at 9, 8 central. Now, Yell, I'm going to ask you a question, and it's kind of out there. You know, do you have uh, relatives who've sadly passed on? Of course. Um, what if you heard a knock on your door, you open it, and there's your your relative there. They look exactly the way that they did when they died, I, and they're alive. I don't know what I would do. I can never. I could not even imagine how amazing that would be. Right? You. It's it's a miracle, but at the same time, how can it possibly be real? Yeah. You know, you'd start questioning everything in your entire life. You know, what is what is reality? What is life? What is death? Um, it'd be a big deal. So in this small town of Arcadia, Missouri, this eight-year-old boy named Jacob uh, turns up out of nowhere, and it turns out he had died 32 years before, and he hasn't aged a day. That's and he's crazy. perfectly healthy. It doesn't make any sense. And it's it's a highly compelling premise. Omar Epps is in it. Kurtwood Smith is in it. Um, it. It looks really, really cool. And what I love most about it is, you know, uh, we get so many cop, doctor, and lawyer shows, and I know we do a lot of great sci-fi and fantasy shows, yeah. but even those tend to fall into types. One of the great things about Lost Girl is that it feels different from all those other shows. We haven't seen a show about a succubus before. Mm-hmm. I've never heard of a show with this kind of a premise, and I love watching anything original. Yeah, and I heard that it's not aliens, it's not zombies, it's something we haven't seen. We haven't seen something like this, and yeah. I'm really excited. It's a human drama with a compelling twist, and I, I'm really curious about how they explore all these issues. It's from Michelle Fazekas and Tara Butters, who are two amazing showrunners. They created Reaper on CW a few years ago, which is an amazing show they wrote for Dollhouse while it was still on. 
Um, and I'm just I'm so stoked to see it. I'm actually doing the after show for it. That's awesome. Yeah. So uh, it premieres this Sunday, March 9th at 9, 8 central. Watch it live. And we're going to be talking about it right after right here on AfterBuzz TV. It's going to be very exciting. So uh, this episode of Lost Girl, I had a ball with. Uh, Groundhog Day, to me, is one of the two best comedy screenplays of all time. Mm -hmm. And I just love the premise of this time loop and how people play with it. And I love seeing how Bo would play with it because Bo's morality is something that's always fun to watch. And she's someone who, you know, like in that movie... She's pissed off about it. She's confused about it. But then she starts to take advantage of it and have fun with it and oh, figure out yeah. all the way, all the things she can get away with. And then it all turns dark and she has to save the day. What did you think? Um, I also loved it. Groundhog Day was a film that we watched in my house many times. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think taking that story and, and applying it to a, a show like this is just so inventive and interesting and i love that she and tamsin made out a few times and then they were Mm -hmm. they were chugging and and uh betting on stuff and like that's that's what you do when you have a time loop you take advantage of the situation exactly and you take advantage of men with nice afros yeah um repeatedly you know (laughs) and uh and hook up in front of a whole party and basically live out your fantasies until you realize that everyone is slowly disappearing from the room into the wall yeah by a creepy son of krampus yeah he wasn't a Krampus himself. Nope. Do we have like a classification for what he was? Yeah, he was Jeffrey. He was Jeffrey. <laughs> Jeffrey. Jeffrey Krampuson. He is Jeffrey, son of Krampus. I love it. Okay, sweet. <laughs> um, so we we open with this um, uh, car wash exploitation sequence. It was beautiful. Yeah. Um, and it I was love, like a commercial or a music video. Yeah. Yeah. And I love, uh, where was it? I wrote this down. It was great. Um, where, uh, Lauren says, it's, it's probably therapeutic. We shouldn't, we shouldn't help. We should just stand here and watch. Yeah. Uh, that was beautiful. And then for whatever reason, she's washing the car and she needs to wring out the sponge down All her of, body. Well, I think it's like you, you said she was pregnant while they were shooting like the earlier part of the season. It was almost like, a, okay, we have our star back in like fighting form. Let's show her off to to the audience. Yeah, except for that, that I believe that was a maternity shirt. Oh. Because of the like ruching on the side. Then I don't know. She looked spectacular. Yo, yes. Um and uh, and she had a great performance this week too. What one of my favorite things though is it kind of subverted traditional gender norms when you're looking at that kind of scenario where you have the hot woman washing the car and normally it's the guy watching and he's the one kind of like gulping and like nearly drooling and just watching Lauren essentially almost drool and have to contain herself mm-hmm. over what she was seeing was rad because yeah. it's something we I don't think I've ever seen that on TV even on a show with lesbian characters. Oh, definitely not. This show knows how to exploit everyone equally, mm-hmm. and it was wonderful. Yes. I love the just the ice cream dripping down. Exactly, is she just she couldn't be helped? It was just it was way too hot. The residual heat was melting every ice cream cone on the planet, <laughs> and it was hot. It was. It was great. Everyone enjoyed it, and the car was clean, and we drove home. Yeah. Um, and also just like Hale, uh, not being somehow not being into it. She's a succubus. I feel like everyone should be into it. I know he's committed to to Kenzie and that he's in a relationship with her. He loves her. But, I mean, he has to at least admit 
It's pretty rad. Well, he's the one who snapped them out of it. I know. I couldn't believe it. Yeah. Well, she goes in to pay for the gas and takes one of these Krampus candies. Mm-hmm. Bad bow. Yeah. You don't want to piss off a Krampus. Apparently. Yeah. Well, not just apparently. You never piss off a Krampus. Well, I mean, Krampus and the and the Yule story, uh, from what I understand from watching this episode and from watching... Uh, the this, Venture Brothers Christmas special? No, Grimm this season also okay. had Krampus as the, uh, the villain. Mm-hmm. And um, to see this character who, you know... Uh, is the opposite of Santa, who is punishing bad little children. That's just such an interesting story. Yeah. Especially if you never grew up on that. I just wonder what it's like to... Krampus has kind of, like, been mixed up in the zeitgeist in the last few years. I remember there were a few comedies that did Krampus stuff. Uh, The Office did Krampus stuff. There was a Krampus episode this year. I can't remember what show. Every year, Krampus explodes further into into the cultural zeitgeist. Now I have to imagine that this episode came out in Canada around Christmas time. I believe so. Okay, because um, I'm like, ooh, Christmas in March. Okay. Well, what was really interesting is that uh, Kenzie calls it summer Christmas. Yeah. Yet all the songs they're listening to are traditional Christmas songs. Yeah. Well, there's some overlap to it. I mean, you you look at Trick using uh, R- Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer and calling him this uh, this proud stag that he obviously wasn't. Mm-hmm. You know, he obviously... Some of the human Christmas traditions have crossed over into the fey world and have been quietly adopted, mm-hmm. I would say. They yeah. still enjoy Christmas. And I imagine they enjoy Christmas music at their traditional Yule. Yeah. Um, so, uh, of course, everyone comes inside except where's Bo? Bo has passed out in the car. No one has noticed that she's not there, mm-hmm. which seems strange to me. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, they're all going about their business. And then all of a sudden, just like in Groundhog Day, song comes on the radio. Bo wakes up and there's just a rager going on inside. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and first of all, I'm like, who are these people? Yeah. Who are all these people in their house drinking their booze? Right. They they didn't bring enough booze for everybody. They did stop and pick up like maybe twelve beers. Yeah. And there's like a a real rager. Yeah. But it was really nice that uh, Bruce and Tamsin were back. Mm-hmm. That was very exciting. Very very excited to see them back. Tamsin seemingly back to her old self. Yeah, she seems to be back to thirty something. Mm-hmm. Tamsin back to thirty something. Tamsin, although. Her her acting choice when she was under the Krampus's spell was basically back to teenage Tamsin. It's kind of a mixture because when Kenzie at the end was talking to her, she's like, "Sorry, mom." Yeah, it was a weird mixture. Yeah, it was it was it was a, it was a ni- interesting blend. I like it. Okay, I like this Tamsin. Good, I like this Tamsin too. As long as if she keeps making out with Bo, I'll like her even more. Yeah, she walks in. I'm so yeah. sorry. Make out. Yeah, like here's the thing. I'll even say it, I'll say it again, because I've said it earlier. I still think the Bo-Tamsin pairing has a lot of meat on the bone, and that we shouldn't dismiss it out of hand. I would love to see it explored. You know, they both have a lot of darkness and a lot of a lot of regret, which is something that we got to see them connect over this week. Yeah. Um, and I think that you can't discount that when you're talking about romantic partnerships. It's something that I feel like... No matter how many times Lauren lies to Bo, she's not going to understand what it's like to have killed people 
and the guilt that you feel over that, Tamsin understands that. Mm-hmm. Well, Lauren should understand that she made that bomb that killed people with her brother. Oh, that's true. You're right. But she also, I agree that she's, it's a different, I guess, killing someone with your bare hands or yeah, your fate or power. your bare mouth yeah. or your bare body. <laughs> right. Stop picturing her naked. I'm not picturing anything. What? Sorry, you were, say, you were saying a <laughs> Anyway. Thing? Yeah. Anyway. Um, Who is Choga and where did he come from? Choga appears to be some kind of frog fae yeah. who uh, has hallucinogenic sweat. He's so gross. He is the grossest. And I'm wondering who invited him. Vex. They said that he came with Vex. Got it. Right after Vex calls him over. Okay. And uh, they reminded us that Vex is now Bo's pet. Right. Because she took responsibility for him. And that was at the end of last episode? I think it was a few episodes ago, which is why we forgot all about it. Okay. She took responsibility uh, for him from um, Ebony. Okay. Well, you know what? I love this. I love this concept uh, simply because Vex is at its at his most fun when he has to be good. Mm-hmm. When he has to be good, he chopped his hand off, um, and I'm glad that it's getting reattached. <laughs> the the way that they chose to hide the hand, of course, was to just put stuff around where the hand would be and not like make the hand disappear via green screen. No. Uh, full length arm there. It was a full length. Well, it, it's there's a nub at the top. But there's like this giant piece at the right below the nub. Yeah. And I was like, oh, I see his fingers wiggling in there. A little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, you got to stretch the budget where you can. They should have just cut off Paul Amos's hand. That would have been. That would have been easier. Yeah. I agree. Or, you know, you just you you cut to him for the first time testing out his new hand as it has just been reattached by Dr. Lord. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but. Who are these two that are just making out? Are they Kenzie's friends? Are they Choga's friends? I don't know. But They're I'm, fighting? I'm assuming everyone there is Faye. Opa? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. You're assuming everyone there is Faye. Yeah. Okay. Because so, Kenzie doesn't have friends. Right. Yeah. Uh, so maybe, because I got it. I figured it out. All right, out. you figured it out? Yeah. Trick, Re- has closed, lay it on me. Trick has closed the bar for the party. So anyone who was at the bar was invited to oh the house. I'll take it. Right? That's yeah. a nice heartwarming story. Okay. Well, that's nice. They had somewhere to go, including that very nice blonde lady who's giving Bruce that beer bong. Yeah. Um, she was very tall. She was um, a Sasquatch, they said. Yes. Yeah, that explained the, the massive burp thing. Yep. Yeah. Um, I just remembered that Dark Belch, the beer that Ebony was making, mm-hmm. made an appearance at the party. So I nice. guess that's where they got all the beer. Got it. Vex brought it. Hey, man. Dark Fay, they know how to partay. Yeah, they do. Yeah, they do. Um, all right. I'm going to just talk really quickly about iTunes As before we move on. And don't skip. You already did. If you already did, then you're you're a loser. I'm, those of you who are still listening are the best people. Yeah, you are. Yeah, you are. I, I, have, to, I have to believe in our audience and assume that no one skipped. Because all of the people who like Lost Girl are all good people. That's what I'd like to believe. So here's the thing, folks. We here at AfterBuzz TV put out over 70 hours of incredible free content every single week. It's a huge undertaking. It's no small task. And it's really, it's for and because of you. The fans, people who are out there downloading, streaming, watching, listening. It legitimately, it means the world to us that you like what we do. And, you know, your feedback not only, you know, brightens our day... 
but it lets our bosses know, it lets the folks at iTunes know that you appreciate what we're doing, that we're entertaining you, that we're informing you the way that we should be. Um, so just, you know, it only takes a second, doesn't cost a dime. If you have a spare second, go to iTunes, slap us with a rating, give us a review. It could be in gibberish. I don't care. I prefer it to be in English. I prefer it to be in English so I can read it, but, you know. Or put it in another language, and I'll go on Google Translate, and I'll translate it. That's true. You know. Um, we will accept English or Hebrew. Or, I mean, I'll also accept Swahili. I don't know if they input Swahili or Russian would be cool. Uh, these are all options, and I highly recommend that you do one of them. Put them in the iTunes. means the world. Thank you, thank you. Okay. So, Bo quickly realizes she's trapped in this, uh, in this time loop. Mm-hmm. She walks in on uh, on Dyson and Lauren and Vex having this discussion about the box, which we're going to get into later. Um, does she? She does. The first time that she – right before she goes back to the start for the first time because mm. they both – they're looking at it and then she opens the door and they're like, ah, and they like try to hide it like it's an old school sitcom. Yeah. Yeah. Um and then, but she goes to try to find Kenzie, and Kenzie's door is locked. Kenzie's door is locked because she and Hale are having private time. Yeah, they are. Which I mean, come on, it's a party. You know, entertain your guests, be a good host. Yeah, no, I agree. Both of the hosts of the party are off somewhere. Mm-hmm. You know, um, and uh, she can't find anybody. Tamsin comes in. I'm so sorry. Plants one on her. And then uh, she goes back to the start. Opa! Opa! Back to the start. And we start going through these loops as Tamsin tries to explain, you know, what's going on mm-hmm. or what's happened to her. Um, you know, they've both had this candy we, we later discover. And they try to find Trick. You know, he's the one who's going to be able to help figure this out, get yeah. them out of this. And uh, Or actually, no, before that, they're enjoying themselves. Right. They have a little enjoyment. Yeah. So we get this great montage as they're just fulfilling every possible whim that they possibly could in front of this crowd, mm-hmm. having a great time, great makeouts, and then they see they, they Bo, see Bo the, notices that Bruce is gone. Yeah, and they see the hot guy with the nice hair disappear. Get disappeared. Oh snap! So they go to find Trick. Trick's passed out in the bathtub, um, and they have to get try to get him to make any sense. While, uh, you know, he's super intoxicated and in the time frame that they have. I'm going to assume that it was like about an hour that they were able to be conscious. They were reliving the same hour or was it a few hours? I feel like it was less than an hour. Less than an hour? That like was my 20 thing. minutes? Yeah. Yeah. But what what interested me is that they now know where Trick is. Mm-hmm. They know they need to ask him questions. Yeah. Every time the loop starts, they should have just gone straight, straight to, to Trick. Trick. Yeah. Yeah. For whatever reason, they didn't. They kind of frittered away some of the time. Yeah. Uh, but eventually, you know, uh, she yes. she tries to get, she tries to get it out of him, and then he starts talking about the wanderer. Well, instead. she asks him, "Why didn't you help me?" Yeah. She is knowing, "Hey, we're in this time loop. We're stuck in a time loop." But what does she do? She takes time out of that time to ask him, "Hey." Why didn't you come looking for me? Well, it's also she's taking advantage of the situation knowing that he won't remember. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, he says that he was terrified to help find the Wanderer. Dun, dun, dun. It's a big deal. Yeah. Um, We learn a lot about the Wanderer this week. We got some great answers about Tamsin this week, even Mm -hmm. a flashback. Yeah. Um, And uh, we're going to get into that in a second. I just want to wrap up this Krampus stuff. 
Um, so Tamsin gets jacked. Yeah. By by the Krampus by little Krampus by Jeffrey's Jeffrey. son of Krampus. Yes. And um, Bo has to go find him. Well, before that, at the party, we see Krampus for a minute, and he says Yule is the perfect occasion to confront one's fears. Yes. Which basically he said, here is the answer to solving your problem. Yeah. In true lost girl fashion. Yeah. Uh, but Bo's not listening. Nope. Too headstrong. She doesn't realize that he's a Krampus. Mm-hmm. And she has to go save Tamsin and Bruce and everybody. Goes to the gas station and finds a hidden candy shop underneath. Uh, not really candy shop. Candy factory. Nice. Um, and Tamsin is about to get turned into gumdrops. Thankfully, Bo is able to stop it mm-hmm. in time. Jeffrey's real pissed. So... She Bo uses this knife that Hale gives her to stop the machine. Handle of bone and bl- no, blade, I wrote it blade down. of steel. Blade of steel, hilt of bone. Hilt of bone. Yuletide Eve, you must atone. Yeah. So she's like, I have to go stop this. And he's like, oh, wait, here's this knife that's been sitting around all it's day. It's the special Yule knife. You know, it's uh. the Yule knife that you use against Krampus when Krampus comes to take you and put you in his bag. Duh. So it's just sitting around during Yule? Listen, every fae who grows up, they get a bone-hilted blade when they are of 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 child-snatching age. When they're like five years old, <laughs> they're trained with an anti-Krampus knife. Okay. Thank okay? You. So thank that's you. his childhood anti-Krampus knife. So she uses the knife to stop the machine to save Tamsin. Mm-hmm. And Jeffrey comes and throws a hissy fit. Yep. Only to bring out real Krampus, who looks so weird with his crazy horns. He's just like a jolly old man with horns. <laughs> you know. Yeah. He belongs in an evil circus. Mm-hmm. And uh, he sends everyone but Bo home. And he's like, you know, with your darkness and your guilt, I'll make candy for centuries. Because this is logic. Yeah. And uh, she has to really break down and confess her fears and and face them yeah. in this moment. Um, and I'm trying to remember exactly what she says. Uh, she's afraid of losing her friends and family. She's, she's afraid, afraid of, of her power. She's afraid of what she does. She's afraid of the wanderer. Yeah. Who um, she'll become. Yeah. All of that. But my, here's an issue, just an issue that came up. Okay. Uh, he feeds on your regret and your, um, your guilt Yet the way to break him is to admit your fears. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um. Do you want to explain that? I'm. I'm sorry, Roya. Can you tell him to be quiet out there? I'm sorry. Thanks. Uh, repeat your question. I'm so My sorry. My question was that he feeds on your regret and guilt. Yeah. Yet to defeat him, you just have to admit your fears. Yeah. But what does what does your fear and your guilt and regret have to do with each other? Um. Well, here's the thing. Being afraid and choosing not to act because of those fears or doing negative things because you're trying to avoid the thing that you're afraid of Ah. instead of confronting it head on, create this negative energy. So I have to imagine that telling him these fears, owning up to it and accepting them breaks the loop the same way that we have this time loop. There's this loop of fear and regret. Fear, say you're in love with someone, you're afraid to act on it and tell them how you feel. 
years down the line, that fear has robbed you of something powerful, and instead you're left with this great pocket of regret. Wonderful. And and guilt for harboring resentment toward that person for never noticing you in the first place. So by opening herself up to these fears, she's allowing herself to undo potentially years of damaging guilt and regret cycling. That was the most beautiful answer I've ever heard. Thank you. Also, <laughs> Even with people talking outside. Yeah. Also, I need to reveal that I'm in love with you. What? I've, I'm take Well, I appreciate your honesty. Yeah. And it will save you from years of guilt and regret. <laughs> Excellent. Later on. Good. I think. Okay. <laughs> um, let's talk about the Tamsin. Yes. Of the, the Tamsin of it all. Yeah. Tamsin confesses to Bo... That she's the reason why the Wanderer knew who she was in the first place. Yeah. Yeah. Um, she says, you know, back when she was young, uh, a younger Valkyrie, mm-hmm. a few lives ago, she got greedy and callous and would track people down for money. She was a bounty hunter. Yeah. She didn't care who they were. Mm-hmm. Um, and then until the day that she met true evil uh, in the form of the Wanderer, and she took his money... Uh, because the person that he asked for, she assumed would never exist. Yeah, he asked for someone with both brown and blue eyes, virtuous yet lustful, not dark or light, yet both. Mm-hmm. Dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun is the sound of the day. Yeah, sorry. Uh, it's okay. I got excited. Now, there's some mention at some point, I don't know if it was in that scene or whatever, where the Wanderer is looking for a mate... Yes. And he might even, he wanted a mate like this so badly, he might even go to create one. So it's later on uh, when Bo says, "Can could the Wanderer really be my father? And Tamsin responds, that thing would have done anything to create his ideal mate, even, no, to, I can't read my writing. Find his ideal mate. To find his ideal mate, even if it meant creating her himself. Which means he's it's, her dad and he wants to marry her? I don't... Th- I think that Creepy. is... Creepy! I think that was the statement saying he's not your father. Um, I don't know. You think... <laughs> thank you, Brian. Yeah, thank you. No, he's the wanderer. He's the wanderer. And you know what? He roams around? He roams around, 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 around. Yes. Making babies, hoping that one day one of them will be his true bride. Really? That's what you believe? She said he wants to find this woman so badly he would even create her. What do you think that means? I was hoping not what you're saying it means. I'm hoping that it's not what I'm saying that it means. I'm saying that this is the clearest distillation of what she said. Yeah. And I really hope that he's not like some kind of creepy perv incest fairy tale guy. But at the same time, you look at a lot of fairy tales, there's a lot of creepy incest fairy tale guys in them. Are there? Uh Uh-huh. Surprising amount. If you go back to the old stuff, like the real uncut stuff, (laughs) you know, like the the good stuff. All right. It's a lot of that. If that is the case, I would say that Lost Girl has not only – they keep breaking down these barriers of this is what, you know, fantasy sci-fi does. Yeah. They're like, we're going to try something completely different. And this is an example, another amazing example. If that is the case, that's disgusting. Mm -hmm. And good for them. (laughs) Good for them for breaking new disgusting ground. Why not? We broke through the ground right into the sewage tank, and we're setting up shop. If Game of Thrones can do it. It's true. Why can't Lost Girl? Why can't Lost Girl? Hey, man. You know, Lost Girl can do it just as well. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) You heard it here first. (laughs) I really hope that he's not her father 
and wants to marry her. Um, and I'm also really glad that we didn't introduce him and then reveal this later. Yeah. Like after they'd already like, you know, made Done out stuff. or something. Yeah. Yeah. Gross. Um, well, let's be honest. We don't know what happened on the train. Ew. I'm just saying. All right. And we, I mean, we'll get into what's in the box, what's in the box, what's in the box. Yeah. Later. I thought it was going to be the crown. Mm. Um, I assumed it would be. That's the, cause that was in a box too. Right. But it was not. Well, what's what's extra interest extra interesting about the box is that they said it was sent to the dark archives, mm-hmm. and it was um, care of Bo. Yeah, in Bo's handwriting, she sent it to herself. Mm-hmm. So again, this is the second time that she's given herself something. Yeah, it's again like um, well, I forget her name, the opera singer Bird Lady, who it's uh, okay. It's the opera singer Birdley. Yeah, who she's told her to come and see her. Yeah. She's sending herself clues, which is awesome. Yeah. Very uh, cool, interesting way to, to unravel the story. Yeah. What, what I'm loving about Lost Girl this season, and I'll even throw the third season in there too, is the first two seasons felt kind of like, you know, mission of the week. You know, she's kind of a sex detective. She's helping someone out, Mm -hmm. you know, or someone she knows is in trouble and she has to save them. Versus the the third and the fourth seasons are far more like a traditional serialized fantasy or sci-fi drama where it's far more about her personal struggle and every episode builds on that struggle and the struggles of her friends and family. Yeah, I think this uh, this season is definitely great. I'm loving it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm loving that they're not dropping anything. The beginning of the episode when she's uh, washing the car, Hale even says, how many failed missions does that make? Mm-hmm. And Dyson refers back to the Hell Shoes. It's like, well, she is dying to find the Hell Shoes. Yeah. So we're not dropping storylines, which I feel like in the past we had. Mm-hmm. And I think they're carrying everything over. Yeah. And I cannot wait for the reveals. I know. Well, I imagine it's we have five episodes left in the season. Mm-hmm. We have to find the other hell shoe probably within the next three mm-hmm. so we can get ready for our massive two-part finale or something. Of course. Um, with a cliffhanger. With a huge cliffhanger. <laughs> so we're excited for that. Um, so I, I loved seeing a bit of Tamsin's past. I loved clearing the air between her and Bo because it will only bring them closer. Uh, <laughs> it's true. Don't even try to deny. It's, is that Tamubus? Yeah. Tamubus. Or Val, Valcrobus. Valcrobus. Or Succury. Yeah, Succury. Succury. I like it. Ew. That's right. the one. <laughs> okay. Um, it's time to talk about Kenzie and Hale. I know. And I'm just like, before I found out, before we find out that Hale is trapped in the loop, I am just like bothered, disgusted. He's just like so unsmooth, not just unsmooth, but like being rude and just kind of a dork. And I'm like, I'm like, is this what this is the romance that we've been waiting to see all this time? Mm-hmm. Why? Why aren't we having more fun? And it turns out he's so nervous about doing this properly, that it's kind of robbed him of his ability to be the sweet, sensitive guy that he can be. Well, I think it's also that he's he's used to being a smooth guy right? with all his game. And uh, he really cares about her, so he doesn't want to be this smooth guy. He says this is the first he, time... He's I've... trying to be the smooth guy, though. Right, but he should. he then realizes in the end that he needs to not try to be that guy because yeah. this is the first person that he's been with that he cares about. Yeah, 
Which is huge. I mean, you think about how long he's been alive, Mm -hmm. hundreds of years, and this is the first person that he's cared about. That's a big deal. He's got to be honestly terrified. Yeah. And in the first, I remember the first uh, season, the first few episodes, he's this major player. Yeah. So he's settling down kind of. Oh, yeah. And he, he got sucked into the Krampus loop so that he could figure out the perfect way to have a wonderful evening with Kenzie, ostensibly to sleep together for the first time. Yeah. Well, when she opens that uh, How to Sleep with a Fae gift box, yeah, we got... We got, like, eight different varieties of condoms that all serve different purposes. Mm-hmm. Fireproof. Yeah. Yeah. Fat-free. Fat-free. Yeah, I don't understand. I mean, does it, like... I don't want to know. Okay. Is there fat in, in semen? I assume that there... Yeah! Yes. There is, apparently, according to our soundboard. Well, I could have told you that, yes. I didn't know that there was fat in it. Yeah, there are calories in that. Well, I know there's calories, but calories and fat are two completely different things. Either way, you want to I mean, I guess, all right, fine. I was going to say, I guess it's creamy, whatever. (laughs) But my point is, (laughs) that's basically, maybe it somehow dredges the fat from the protein. I See, I thought that it was just the condom itself was fat-free. Like, it was like there's no, f- oh, it was edible, but without fat. Yeah. That's actually probably makes way more sense. <laughs> yeah. Jesus. I want to know what else was in the box. Like, is there, like, flame retardant gel to put all over your body? I don't know. I, I don't guess, know. I guess there's probably there's probably some e- There's probably some earplugs in there for her, just in case. Right, sirens. Because I imagine when that goes off. Yeah. Yeah, same way that same way that Dyson would probably howl, um, <laughs> but that's besides the point. Well, I assume there's also some lube of some sort, sure, and uh, probably some sort of spermicide that is different kinds for different. Do Fay have sperm? I would assume that they would. We have no reason to believe that their biology is anything like ours, other than they look exactly like us. Um. Well, then, what's the point of the condoms? If they have some sort of STD, then she. Probably can't contract it because she's human. It's a different species. Or maybe it's worse. Maybe. I don't know. Who knows? Who knows? We need to send a list of questions yeah. to Jay Firestone. Jay Firestone, we got some serious questions, buddy. Get yeah. in the studio. We got some talking points. Yeah, we do. Um, so, yeah, I, these two, by the end of the episode, I was into it. At first, wasn't crazy. But I love the idea that he so wants this to work out. That he volunteered to do to, this loop. To do this Krampus loop and be a Yule Fool, mm-hmm. which is great. He's her Yule Fool, yeah. you know? Um, and I loved seeing the the run of of crummy pickup lines. I'm trying yeah. not to swear this episode. Uh, I, don't, I, I, I hate having explicit podcasts. Mm-hmm. Although I, I imagine we've already said sperm. Is this already explicit? No. Okay, great. Um, <laughs> I'm answering for her. Okay, great. Um I loved that she said, my Kenzie, what is it? My, my Kenzie, Kenzie sense, sense is tingling. tingling. And he said, I'm right there with you. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. You Kenzie said, I'm going to put that fire out with a trout. My Kenzie what? sense is tingling. Already? Yeah. Let me catch up. <laughs> my Kenzie sense is tingling. Mine was tingling 10 minutes ago, but I already finished. Wait, what? what? Yeah. <laughs> it's just like a whole bunch of nonsense. Yeah. And it was a fun it was like it was like a thirty rock move. It was something out of a sitcom yeah. where you just go on a tag run of uh, of fun jokes. Yeah. Um, but anyway, love where these two are at. Glad they're in love. Glad it's working out. 
Apparently the sex was very good because Kenzie couldn't contain herself and she had to tell Bo immediately. Of course she did. Of course she did. That's what friends are for. What friends are for. Um, do you do you tell immediately if when you have sex with someone? When it's friends? great. When it's great? Yeah. Huh. You share with the world. <laughs> Roya knows. I call Roya, her, our wonderful engineer, I call Roya. agrees. Uh, oh, we're having fun today. <laughs> okay. So... Uh, on the other side of the coin, we have Lauren and Dyson, former foes, yeah, battling getting, over the same lady. Getting drunk. Getting drunk. Getting toe up. Trying to figure out what is going on with this box. What? Toe up? Toe up. All right. Yeah. Um, they're trying to decide what to do about this box. Vex comes in in one of Bo's corsets. Ugh. He's not happy about it. Yeah. Yeah. And he's rocking it. Okay. Yeah. He's He's, rock- he's stretching it out. He's stretching it out. She probably won't it won't be able to rock it as well after this, but yeah. you know, for this brief moment, he gets to shine. Mm-hmm. And uh he decides that he will he will figure out once and for all who uh who deserves Bo's box and also this box with this jar in it. Right. They kept making that box joke and it was beautiful. Yeah. Uh, it was it. pure lost girl. Um and I loved seeing these two get over their stuff. And push us towards what I think the show will ultimately do. Like if I had to, if I had to, you know, drop a prediction uh, about the the end of the series, Bo winds up with both of them, and they get over their differences and they live together as a loving threesome. That to me, I think, is fitting and is what's going to happen. I know it's a beautiful, beautiful day. That is definitely a thought that has crossed my mind many a nights. And I feel like, yeah, (laughs) and I feel like this is the first big step towards that. If that's the end game of the show, getting these two to realize that you know they love each other as much as they love Bo is is a big deal, Mm -hmm. Um, and that they just go about loving her in different in different ways, and that's why they disapproved of each other in the past. Maybe. And, you know, jealousy right. and so on. That. But there's more than enough bow to go around. Oh, yeah. She's certainly willing to give it up to everyone. Yeah. Yeah. She needs to to eat. Yeah, it's so. true. She doesn't want to starve. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, I really liked seeing Drunk Lauren. Yes. That was just a very fun character. It was just like um, Geek Lauren, mm-hmm. who we loved. Uh, and recently we saw another Lauren that we loved. We saw um, we saw Lauren as uh, Viola Blooms. Oh, that's right. Yeah, who we love. Uh, Flora Blooms. Flora Blooms. Yeah, yeah. We also loved her. Yes. Um, so they're arguing over over this box. Ultimately, they realize that they love each other, or that just that they don't hate each other anymore. Right. And they hug, and then the box passes to Bo. Well, so Lauren leaves with Vex because she sewed on his hand drunk right. and has to go fix it. Uh, and Dyson passes out and Kenzie finds the box. Yes. And brings it to Bo because Bo is now stuck outside because apparently Dark Fay cannot enter a, a light Fay party celebration after, after midnight. midnight. So she's stuck outside, opens the box. We think it's going to be this crown. And instead, it's a jar filled with black smoke. Mm-hmm. Uh, is. It somehow is it like wanderer smoke? How does she use it? Um, I assume it is wanderer smoke. She's been afraid of black smoke, yeah, since she got back, yeah, because she recalls that that is what took her. So now she has sent herself some wanderer smoke. Yeah, this is the key to getting back to the dark world or to death train. Yeah, basically. So she's given herself 
a way to get back. And now she has one hell shoe and she needs the other mm-hmm. before she can face the wanderer in open combat. Well, maybe the other shoe is on the train. Maybe it is. We will find out hopefully next week. Okay, time for predictions. And now, you're after Buzz TV. Predictions. Yell, what are you thinking? I have no idea. Um, I think she's going to uh, use the black smoke. I think she's going back to the train. I think the hell shoe is on it. Um, I think she's going to take a buddy with her and that's going to cause some sort of drama between, uh, Lauren and Dyson because she's going to want to take one of them with her. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to assume that she's going to take Dyson. Okay. That's, it's probably a good call. Um, I, I'm going to stick to my belief about what's going to happen at the end of the series. I think they're building towards it, but I would love to see a Tamsin romance before that. Glad Bruce is back in the fold. Oh, yeah. Uh, hope Kenzie and Hale stay together forever and love each other and have tiny little fay babies. Yeah. Um, and for those who didn't see it, I tweeted that the show has been picked up in for Canada the, for, for the fifth, fifth season. season. So it's not ending anytime soon. You yes. just know how it is going to end. Yes, which is wonderful. Uh, we're all looking forward to that. Yeah. Um, Yell, where can the people find you? The people can find me online at yell.tv. That's Y-A-E-L dot TV. And on Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. YouTube at Yael Teagle. That's Y-A-E-L-T-Y-G-I-E-L. Okay. And you can find me on Twitter at Matt Lieberman. That's M-A-T-T-L-I-E-B-E-R-M-A-N. You can also find me here on AfterBuzz TV all over the place. The Almost Human finale tonight. Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. also tonight, as well as Cougar Town. Uh, got Justified on FX. Helix also on Sci-Fi. Banshee on Cinemax. Got Resurrection coming up March 9th. Uh, USA's Playing House uh, in April, as well as Orphan Black in April. Um, got Mad Men coming back, a bunch of shows coming back this spring. Uh, more to come. I will let you know when that happens. Yeah. Uh, have a good night. From executive producers Maria Manunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.